The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hello and welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. I'm honored that you're here. Some of you all caught the interview we just did with Scotty Emmerich. That was episode number 484, if you want to check it out. One of the songwriters that Scotty Emmerich commonly writes with is John Scott Sherrill. We did an interview a few years back. This was, I don't know, maybe 2016 or so. It's a rare interview with a great country music songwriter. He's written songs for everyone from Willie Nelson, John Anderson, Jimmy Buffett, Brooks and Dunn, Johnny Lee, George Strait, Allison Cross, Patti Loveless, even Mick Jagger. I was really honored to talk to him, and I decided, why not bring this out there? This was originally broadcast on the radio, so it's a pleasure to bring this out. If you want to support the show and get more of these interviews out there into the world, every little bit helps. Just go to thepaullesley.com. You're going to see a button that says support the show. It's very simple. You can make a contribution via PayPal. Any amount is most appreciated. Let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the man we're speaking with today is a songwriter, Mr. John Scott Sherrill. Thank you so much for joining us. Good to be here. Good to be with you. I think most stories are best from the beginning. Where were you born? I was actually born in New York City, in the island of Manhattan. But I grew up in New Hampshire. I would say I'm from New Hampshire because New York City is kind of far cry country music. How does one go from coming from New York and growing up in New Hampshire to being a country songwriter? Ah, uh, yes. Well, I uh, back in the uh, in the late '60s, early '70s, early '70s, I had a band in New Hampshire that played played quite a lot of country songs. I had a band in New Hampshire, and uh, when that band broke up, I, I was going to go to uh, California to pursue my music, but I had the name of one person in Nashville to look up on my, on my way to California, and I stopped in Nashville, and I never, I never made it to California. I just stayed here and fell in love with the songwriters and what they were doing and the artists, the country artists I knew. So it was didn't take me long to become a hillbilly. Tell us about your parents. What are they like? My parents are, bless their hearts, they're still alive. They are uh, authors. They uh, write Christian uh, books and magazine articles. They they wrote for Guideposts magazine, a Christian magazine. And so uh, we traveled a lot. When I was a kid, they spent some years in Africa and uh, in South America, so the kids went with them. It's all out of the world that way. What kind of music did you grow up listening to? I didn't really hear too much country music. I, I grew up uh, with the folk music, the, the Kingston Trio and uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary and stuff like that. But And some blues, too. My, my folks, they like the blues. When did you start to realize that you could write songs? Oh, man, uh, 
it's hard to say because I've been writing so long. I wrote my first song when I was 13, and I don't know if I thought it was a, a really good song or if I thought I was a songwriter, but I knew it was what I wanted to do. And uh, so <laughs> I've been doing it ever since. What do you like about the process of writing songs? Well, one of the, the most enjoyable parts is when the, the initial melody occurs to you and you uh, you get to explore that melody. Hopefully it's got some lyrics too to, so you can sing it as well as play it. But exploring that melody is very, very enjoyable. Would you say that the melody is more moving to you than the lyric? Well, when they come together all at once, that's that's really magical because that's where great songs are born, you know. Sometimes you just live with a melody and it runs around your head and you just try different words and hopefully something will will click. Any time I've just, I've had a melody churn for a couple of months before any, anything really happened with it. What was the first song that you wrote that was recorded by somebody? Ah, it was a song called uh, When You Fall In Love. I wrote it with Steve Earle. You might know him. And uh, a guy named Johnny Lee out of Texas recorded it. It was the first song I got recorded. What did it feel like when you found out that Johnny Lee was going to record that song? <laughs> it was great, man. I, I was uh, at, a, at a publishing company where my fellow songwriters were getting cuts. I hadn't had any, you know, and this is my first one, and it was a big celebration, and it was just great, you know. <laughs> it was really good. What song of yours, either one that you wrote by yourself or a co-write, would you say has been the most successful for you? Let's see. Uh, could be Wild and Blue. I wrote that by myself. John Anderson recorded it, and uh, yeah, several several people have recorded it, so it's been a good song for me. What inspired that song, Wild and Blue? Uh, it was it was an actual girl in my life. Uh, it was kind of autobiographical song. So she was she was wild and she was also kind of unhappy. So <laughs> that's it. Would you say that real life experiences and people that you meet is that is that a common theme in your in your songwriting? Oh yes, yes, definitely. The real life situations that you run into, you know, they're everything. Even if you don't know the whole story, you can make you can make up the story that you don't know, make up the parts you don't. Do you prefer to write by yourself, or do you prefer to write with other writers? Well, when I first moved here from from New Hampshire, I'd never written with anybody. I just written by myself, and uh, that was that was kind of an eye opening experience uh, to to share the co-writing, but I've had some great co-writers and have, we've had some great success. But now I'm just back to writing by myself mostly and, uh, you know, that's fun too, but it's not as uh, not as much of a party. You can't just party down by yourself very, very, very much. <laughs> Speaking of co-writers, you've written with some really, really successful, really great songwriters, Sean Camp, Costas, Oh, yes. David Loggins, you mentioned earlier, Steve Earle. Who yeah. has been your favorite person to write songs with? Oh, man. 
Well, Sean Cramp has been great, you know. I've written a bunch of songs with Scotty Emmerich. He's another wonderful writer. I don't know if you know him, but he's great. What makes for a good co-writer? Oh, man. One, uh, well, when they, when they can play guitar, they're like, well, I can, I can only imagine playing guitar and sing higher than I can even imagine singing. That makes a good co-writer for me. Because <laughs> it brings, it brings me up. I have to, to reach their level. I wanted to ask you about a song that Jimmy Buffett recorded on the Somewhere Over China album that came out in the early 80s. You wrote a song, he said, I think a few times, that he wishes that he had written it, Steamer. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was, a, that was another real-life story about a girl who, she went with her parents to Europe, and I was at the dock watching them, watching them take off, embark, and... You know, all the, all the people waving and the streamers flying, that sort of thing. That was another real-life story. A real-life story. So it, 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 it's something you saw. And w- where was it? It was uh, in the uh, in New York Harbor on the east side. Oh, the east side drive. East side drive. What did you think of Jimmy Buffett's interpretation of the song? Oh, man, it was really great. Gosh, I guess he he just left me. I guess Margarita Bill had come out already, but hearing him do that song was just, you know, <laughs> put me over the top. Is there a song of yours that means the most to you? Oh, man. It's got to be the one I'm working on now. <laughs> no, I see. Uh, there, there's been a quite a few songs that, that mean a lot. Willie Nelson had the album Moment of Forever. What did it feel like to have Willie Nelson record one of your songs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. That's, that's another great one, man. He's uh, such a one-of-a-kind artist, you know. Well, tell us about that song, your memories of writing Taken on Water. Uh, I wrote that... Uh, with Dave Loggins and Dennis Robbins. And we wrote that at Dennis Robbins' house and uh, in his basement. He's got a studio down there, so he can make as much noise as you want. And uh, even when he's writing, Dave Loggins really sings loud, you know, as if he's performing in a amphitheater. But so we just came up with that title, Taking On Water, and Dave... When he writes, he just has stream of consciousness, and it's loud, too, so you can put a tape recorder on the other side of the room and get a reward. So that's how we wrote that song. Dave Loggins, you've written some songs with him. He's such a legendary songwriter. <laughs> Who is yeah. the man like? What is Dave Loggins like? Oh, man, Dave is probably the most intense songwriter I, I know. And, well, I don't know if you're familiar with his records, but he's one of the greatest singers on the planet, too, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, writing with him is just, you know, just a treat. I'm, unfortunately, he's been going through some some kind of tough times. I don't know if he's writing right now or not. I'd love to 
get together with him and write a song with him and Dennis probably next week if we could. Who do you think is the great the greatest songwriter out there in Nashville? Well, I'm a huge Chris Stapleton fan right now, and I think he's a great writer too. I've been knowing him for years, and I don't know if he's since he's a star if he can write whatever occurs to him or not, because you're kind of constrained when you're a star. But you know, he's deep interest in the Civil War, and a lot of his songs are historically based. He's a very interesting writer and a great singer, too. Why do you think that some people make it out there in Nashville and some don't? Some of the some people are successful and some aren't. I oh, mean, if, if I knew the answer to that question, that <laughs> would be great, great shape. I, I don't know, man. A lot of people have the dream but don't really realize the work is entailed, you know. I know a lot of the folks who who are, who've been here for years and have the dream, but don't all, don't want to do all the or can't do all the work until make it happen. You know. What is the most challenging thing about what you do, being a songwriter? Oh wow! Well, right now keeping up with the. With who who's out there to sing these songs? It's getting harder for me because I'm tur- turning into an old fuddy-duddy. So I don't know if these kids. It's kind of hard for me. So staying current, staying with what what the 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 current market is. Yes, right. And you know, sometimes you don't really care what the current market is because you don't care for the music. But that's, that's that's no way to behave if you're a songwriter. So, have you ever released an album under your own name? I'm working on one right now. As a matter of fact, it's a, a six-song EP, and uh, it'll be coming out hopefully in about six months. Oh wow! And it, all songs that you wrote. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll look out for that. Oh yes. What is the best thing about being John Scott Sherrill? Oh, the best thing about it right now is my family. I got a wonderful wife and two great boys. And we got a piece of land, 50 acres on the Cumberland River. And the boys helped me take care of it because it's a lot of mowing and chainsawing to be done. But those guys are just make life a lot of fun. What has been the biggest challenge in your life? Oh, man. Uh, let's see, the biggest challenge. Trying to be a rock star when you're 65 years old. <laughs> For anyone listening to this interview, wherever they may be, what would you say to the listening audience? Just keep listening. There's some tremendous music out there, and you, gotta, you just got to keep listening, and you'll hear it, and uh, you'll love it, too. So. My last question. Who is John Scott Sherrill at heart? Uh, well, he's a, he's a young man trapped in an old man's body trying to walk up hill with when he used to run up the hill. So, having a good time.
Well, Mr. Sherrill, thank you very much for sharing with us. Well, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate it, too. Thank you. Ba-ba, doodly, beep, ba Ba-dee-da, dee-pum-pity-boo-ra-pity-ka-na-sa-jee-pop-ki-la-ka-na-sa-gil-le-pon-ta-goo-le-pon-ta-goo-le-pon-ta-goo-le-pon-ta-goo-le-pon-ta-